The Spiritual Surgery Podcast with Paula Mary, international psychic medium and healer. The Spiritual Surgery Podcast is a development show focusing on techniques, debates, guests, and much more. To get in touch, email spiritualsurgery at thepsychicclinic.com. Hello and welcome to the Spiritual Surgery Podcast. I'm Paula Mary. Kath Reed had a career at the front line of social care, professional teaching career, and was an international speaker on poverty and regeneration, an NHS chair and a council leader. She was a public sector mover and shaker, but now is devoting her time to her first love, sound healing, singing and writing songs, and now actually travel books. Her CDs are loved by many, and her music has been described as thoroughly feel-good and uplifting. We are here today, though, to talk to Catherine about her travel book in particular, Jumping Over My Shadow. The Travel Diaries of Catherine, published in February 2022, and is already a bestseller on Amazon. In February and March 2022, the book was the number one hot new release and the bestseller in the UK, USA, Canada and Australia. In these difficult times, the book reminds readers of places they have travelled to and gives them ideas of where they might like to travel to. Kathy's promoting her travel book through public speaking, readings and interviews and of course on Spiritual Surgery Podcasts. Some of you will remember her songs on here and the live performances on Spiritual Surgery when we were with Pulse Talk Radio. So I welcome Kath Reed onto the Spiritual Surgery Podcast. Hello. Hello. It's so lovely to have you back. <laughs> so you've turned into a podcast. Yes, I've turned into a podcast. <laughs> and we're doing all right. <laughs> Good. We're doing all right. Um, so it's lovely to have you on the show. And most people have come from the radio have come onto the podcast and listened, and they will know you for your oh. music that you that I played on the show on the radio. And um, so, well, hello then to those people. Yes, yes. Um, so it's interesting why you've gone down the road of the book writing. But my first question, Kath, is how did the title of your book, Jumping Over My Shadow, evolve for you? Well, um, it really came out of the book itself because there was um, a moment when I jumped off of a Swiss Alp strapped oh. to a very good looking Swiss man called Fritz. And um, he was taking me tandem paragliding. And uh, so it was so amazing. And we were just whooping through the air. Well, I was. I was whooping and shrieking in ecstasy. Why? And uh, it was just a wonderful, you know, with the mountains all around flying through the air. There were birds flying below us. Wow. Over forests. And then we landed in... um, a meadow in the middle of um, this uh, beautiful place, uh, Interlaken. Um, and uh, when I went to pay him, Fritz said, no, he said, I won't take all of the money because you really jumped over your own shadow. Wow. So I thought, oh, there we are. That's the title of the book, Jumping Over My Shadow. Wow. It actually, it's kind of a 
a saying that means to go beyond your own perceived limitations, you know. Yes. You pushed yourself. Did you push yourself to the limit there a bit when you jumped uh, jumped out? Well, I did. Um, it's it's all in the book, actually. It's Each chapter is a separate journey, and that particular one goes into detail about um, standing on top of this vertical field on top yeah. of a mountain. And just at the moment when we were going to leap, the wind dropped, and there was this moment when I could have said, hey, just a minute, I don't want to do this. <laughs> What year were you looking at for that then, Kev? What year was that? Uh, That would have been about, oh, well, it was actually when I was 60. I jumped off a Swiss Alp, so I'm 74 now. Wow. And did you know at that particular time that you were going to write a book about it? Or or was it only after your experiences and you've travelled and come back that you thought, I'm going to write about it now? Well, it was really, I've always written my diaries, you know, and um, so I write every day so that um, all the details are actually very accurate. And when I come to read it later, I think, oh, yes, I remember that, you know. And um, I ended up with, uh, during lockdown, I was singing on Facebook Live and doing meditations yes and people were asking me to do more and I thought well I'll start reading some of these travel diaries that I've got um whether it be Cape Town in spring or um doing a road trip across the west of America whatever it was and I I was reading them out in 15 minute um episodes and there was a following you know across the world and they were saying this would make a good book so I thought, yeah, I suppose it would. <laughs> so I I did it. I met, uh, It was really a question of editing it all and putting it together. Yes. Because so as what, I say, each chapter is separate, you know. Yes. So what is your in- inspiration behind your writing? Um, well, I think it's people, actually, because although all the chapters are in the most amazing settings Mm. that take your breath away. It's always the people that make it, you know, the the sort of things they might say and um, the things that happen to them, which I write down. So if you go up Table Mountain uh, in South Africa, it is the most breathtaking place to stand on top of that mountain and look out to the sea far, far below and see a whale there with a calf, which looks like the size of a goldfish. And it's just absolutely amazing, you know. But but when you go in a cafe, um, we found that there were these birds that looked a bit like our blackbirds, but they have orange bits on their wings. And they were like a gang of marauding thugs that would take food from people's um, virtually from their mouths. Right. And they had it off to a fine art, you know. They'd yeah. steal a chip off a plate. or There was a woman just putting a um, one of those sort of muffins into her mouth. Gosh. And this <laughs> it came like a sort of spitfire and um, <laughs> took a huge chunk of this cake as she was about to eat oh, it. Goodness. And she just screamed and dropped it. And then they all, okay. all the birds, 
carried it away to the roof of the cafe. And, um, you know, then everybody was eating with great trepidation and looking round, darting eyes this way and that. And it's those sort of amusing incidents that punctuate all the beauty and the breathtaking elements, you know. Did you take any pictures? Are there any pictures in your book? Is it just writing? Um, No, but, uh, I mean, I have got pictures, but I decided against it, to be honest with you, on grounds of expense, because it's quite expensive um, to to put pictures in. But um, I think you'll find that the, the descriptions are like pictures, and one of the consistent feedbacks I get about the book is that people feel they're there with me. Yeah, that's amazing. So what? Yeah. So over what period did you travel to write this book? Was it like years? I mean, is it 10 years, 15 years? What's... Well, it's really over many decades. Um, mm. But I suppose I've been travelling quite extensively for the last 20 years, um, in, in more intensively, you know. But I did do the last chapter of the book is actually um, a real throwback to when I was only 20. Oh. And, um, you know, back in those days when we used to play Bob Dylan and Joan Baez and yes. all that stuff. And um, I hitchhiked down oh. to Greece. Gosh. And so there are many adventures befell us. Um, very amusing ones too so yeah um, I had to rack my brains a bit more for that one (laughs) so who did you travel with did you travel alone some of the time or did you travel Um, I was usually with friends Um, my husband uh, we always had a caravan and we also traveled through Scotland and things like that so there are quite a few um, journeys and adventures about the Hebrides and the Orkneys mm. and Scotland with my husband. Um, but I went with friends to places like Barcelona and Dublin. Gosh. I went to get find my Irish roots um, yeah. in Ireland. There's an extensive travelling through Southwest Ireland. That was with my husband. Yeah. Um, and then it was very much a Thelma and Louise with some of my girlfriends oh, going on a road trip across America. So the yeah. places you write about are really varied and, and different. So what inspired you to go to all these different places? Is it just within you? Is it your spiritual side coming out? Are you inspired by that? Well, there is always the spiritual and musical dimensions with everything that I do, you know. Um, when I stood at the Grand Canyon, have you ever been to the Grand Canyon in America? No, I haven't. It, it's just, you know, you can't really kind of get your head around the grandeur and the majesty and the 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 age of it, you know, how long it's been there. And um, it becomes, to me, a spiritual experience. Yes. Um, it's it's a beautiful sight, but there's something that moves you, you know. And uh, when you hear about the history of it, the way that people, you know, thousands of years ago lived in caves yes. in the Grand Canyon and how they would um, have their caves facing the east so that when they woke up in the morning, the sun would 
shine into their caves, taking over from the fire that was burning out, you know. And you imagine these people, and I've I've always felt a real connection with with primitive tribes, you know, and the way that they knew the value of connecting with the earth and with the sky, with the stars and all the elements. And And so for me... That's always there, you know. Yes, no, and it's in there with your music as well, I know. So what's the most spiritual place that you feel you have visited? Um, well, there are many, of course. Um, I think Death Valley um, in, in, in the west of America, yes. it's a desert, and all my travels, I'd never actually been to a desert an actual desert and um, I saw a little mouse go over the stone as I was standing there and I thought well what does it eat because there's just nothing there you know yes and the bear it's one of the lowest places um, on the earth there's no water really to speak of not much and um so they've got these salt flats, and you just look at miles of salt flats. The beauty of the crystallization yes. over thousands of years, wow. um, and it sort of turns up at the corners, and it's it's the emptiness. And we went to see the sun come up, you know, Gosh. and that's when you feel, wow, I'm on this planet, and. Um, I'm really appreciating it. I feel gratitude. Yes. I feel the breeze on my face. Mm. And it connects with something in your spirit. Yes. Uh, that is very nourishing, you know. Yes. And did you ever find out what the mice did eat? <laughs> no. No, I could have looked it up, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so... What place inspired you the most? Which one was like really inspired you and which one is your favourite? Which one would you go back time and time and time again? Well, I always have a a deep feeling for Ireland um, because I'm half Irish. Me too. Um, Are you? Yes. So many of us have the Irish in us. Yeah, you do. I think, you know, with the music, when I travelled in Ireland, um, I found the people just so friendly and helpful and so beguiling, really. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I have a special feeling for the beauty, the, especially the, the sea. I'm standing on an Irish beach oh, and with the uh, Atlantic crashing in on you mm. and the mountains behind you. Yes. Again, a very enriching thing, but the culture as well yes. um, is so wonderful. And I come, my family came from a place um, where they said nearly everybody that lived there long before television and things um, was a storyteller and a singer. Ah, so that's where it's in your blood because I know my psychic side is in my mother's side of the family. Right. And my yes. Irish. So the yeah. same thing with you? Yeah. I mean, that Celtic spirituality um, runs very deep and it's very mm. beautiful. Yeah. Mm. But I also love the um, art of, of Italy. And yes. um, 
I don't know if you've ever stood in David, the statue of David. Yes. David and Goliath, David. Yes. yes. And he is a symbol, really, for for the small person that stands up against tyranny across oh. the world. Gosh. But the actual sculpture is mind-bogglingly beautiful and yes. so accurate, um, you know, for every muscle and sinew in the body. And uh, you can just stand there and look at that for hours. So Michelangelo, I love his sculptures, you know. So in your book, how many countries are there in that? How many How many have you listed? Oh, dear, you've got me there. I haven't counted <laughs> them up. <laughs> but um, I actually haven't uh, written about all the places I've been. I mean, I've been to New Zealand and I haven't written about that because I went there to speak at a conference. Um, I've been to New Zealand. Yes. Have you? Yes, did I you have. love it? I loved it. Yes. Yeah, I did. It's um, you know, like Australia, but without the poisonous creatures. Yes. Well, I went to Australia <laughs> after after it, and I, although I have to say, I preferred Australia. It was more barren. I preferred it. It was more earthy. New Zealand oh, yeah. reminded me a bit more like England in a way, but. I didn't like all the creatures so much, I have to say. <laughs> no. But um, it was, uh, yeah, it was lovely. I mean, New Zealand is a very lovely place. I love to meet the indigenous peoples, you know, and I, I really enjoyed meeting the Maori. Yes, I, I did as well. I watched them doing their singing and it was brilliant. It was absolutely very um, spiritual, very uplifting, very earthy, very connected. Yeah. Well, I went in connection with the health service, so I met um, with people. It was a professional meeting right. of medics and um, health professionals and so on, and some of them were Maori, and they started the meeting. Can you imagine us doing this in a <laughs> A hospital meeting in England. They started the meeting by describing themselves, um, not, you know, I'm Dr. Suchabody, but saying, I am from this mountain and this hill and this river. Right. Yes, that's amazing. It's fantastic, you know. Yes. And then they got the guitar and they started playing a song. Yes. To welcome us. So, of course, you can imagine I nipped across, got the guitar <laughs> and sang them a song. Wow. So I, I really got on well with them, you know. Yes. So the, place, the places you visited them in your book, did you sing to to all those countries? Did you take your music with you? Yes. Um, not in every one of them, but, of course, it's always, you know, not far from the surface. So in the... Um, I think the tour of Southwest Ireland, we went to a, a small town called Skull on the West Coast. Yes. And uh, it's a wonderful place and they've got lots of um, Irish music sessions, you know, yes. so we naturally went in one, in one of the pubs. And it wasn't long before um, I was talking to one of them and they said, well, do you sing? And I said, yeah. And they said, right, well, let's put you up for a song, you know, right. what's your name? So I, I gave them my full name, which is on my birth certificate, which is Kathleen. 
Right. Which is, of course, an Irish name. Yeah. So they're going, it's Kathleen now. She's going to give you some, you know. <laughs> did it go down well? I'm sure it did. Amazingly. Yeah. Really amazing. You know, they were chanting my name at the end, Kathleen, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. And, of course, the Guinness was flowing and the Murphys, yeah. Yeah. So- and the next day, um, I was just walking down to the harbour and this man, he was in his 70s and he had two mates with him. And he said, here's that woman I was telling you about, he said. <laughs> Fantastic. It's Kathleen. He said, Are you, will you be singing again tonight? He said. <laughs> and I said, well, no, because we're moving on, you know, we're going somewhere. And he just looked at me as if I was very silly to oh. make such a silly decision to move <laughs> on. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I could stay here for the rest of my life, you know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you're in the process of writing another book about meditations. Can you tell us a bit about that? Because um, you do, well, you're doing a lot of meditations at the moment, I believe. Yes, that's right. Um, well, I've, I've been a meditation teacher for quite some years. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I was doing a lot of um, going on meditation retreats myself, yes. one of which is in my book, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, my publisher said that he thought it would be a good idea if I was to do um, a fairly sort of short book about meditation. Yes. So I'm really basing it on a lot of my uh, Facebook Live meditations, which I've done, because yes. it occurs to me, you know, I, I'm a kind of little bit anti-guru, if you know what I mean, and I'm thinking, well, people can meditate together they don't really need to have some guru in their midst telling them you know what's what Um, but if they've got this book which gives them all these meditations to choose from they can get together be it in their workplace um, or their home Mm. you know or with friends or in a community group Yes. And so it would be a kind of handbook or resource for people to yes. be able to do it themselves. Absolutely. And what are the benefits of meditation, if you could tell our listeners, Kath? Well, it's now, I think, the ancient wisdom has really joined up with um, modern scientists now because there's a lot of modern scientific evidence to show mm. that um, the benefits of meditation for your health are quite great because if you think about the way that you're allowing yourself to calm down, stilling the body, calming the mind, that is going to help your stress levels, your blood pressure, you know, and and many benefits. So uh, actually, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't like claiming a lot of things that people find out for themselves, you know, but if you want to Google it, just the benefits of meditation, Google scientific evidence, and you'll see that um, there's a lot of stuff that supports why we do it. But basically, um, it's really to develop a continuing sense of inner peace Mm. and a greater ability to deal with the storms of life. Yes. So that you become, yes, you're still thinking. You can't stop yourself thinking. You're still feeling your your emotions, but you're not quite as carried away and a prisoner of them 
yes. as you once were. And this has enormous benefits to your well-being yes. and your health. Yes. You know. Because you were doing sound bowls as well, weren't you? Is that Are you still doing that? Doing what, sorry? Sound bowls. You used to do the sound bowls. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I, I've done some Facebook Live sound baths, but I really stopped doing gong sound baths when the lockdown came. Yes. Um, but I'm still very much in I mean, I've done a didgeridoo meditation uh, on, on a CD. I like the didgeridoo. Isn't it wonderful? It's wonderful, yeah. I had a sound And it's got that groundedness, hasn't it? Yes. That roots you again, roots you into the earth. You know? Yes, which mm. is really powerful. So finally, Kev, where can people find you and buy your book, your music? <laughs> yes, well, thank you for asking. Um, Amazon and Kindle. Uh, you can get the book. It's Kath Reed, K-A-T-H and R-E-A-D-E. And it's Jumping Over My Shadow, The Travel Diaries of Kath Reed. So you can get it on Amazon and, and you can get it on Kindle. But you can also get it direct from me on my website, which has a an online shop. So that's www.kathreed.co.uk. And there you will find all my music as well. Um, but you know, my music is on iTunes and Spotify and YouTube and also on Bandcamp. So yes. I've just brought a new CD out, which oh. um, it's actually um, traditional ballads of the British Isles dating back from wow. the 1400s onwards. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was funny. something I got interested in during the pandemic, which has given us opportunities to to delve yeah. into things, hasn't it? Oh, no, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on the spiritual surgery. Different take this time, and you normally would sing. <laughs> yeah. But now we're talking <laughs> book jumping well, over my I would shadow. Sing. I've just had COVID, and um, oh, you poor love. I'm just getting over that, so yes. my singing might not As be on hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> Although at the moment, I'm um, I'm working on Danny Boy. You oh, like you? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Danny Boy, I love that. Yes, me too. Well, thank you, Kev, so much for coming on Spiritual Surgery. Oh, thank you very much I'll for having you. me. Yes, and I swore I'll speak to you again. Yes, thanks so much, Paula. Thank you. Bye bye. See you later. Thanks for joining us on the Spiritual Surgery Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, just send us an email to spiritualsurgery at thepsychicclinic.com. Spiritual Surgery.